0: Welcome to Small But Mighty, a podcast for kids by kids. We are going to talk about the ways kids can make a difference in the world. So if you are a kid who wants to spread joy, learn how to enjoy the people around you, or just convince your parents to buy the next toy you ask for, then this is a podcast for you. We, might, we may be small, but we can still do mighty things. Hello, Jenny. Hi, Molly. So today we are going to be talking about the topic kids and math. First, could you tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Sure. First of all, I'm your aunt. (laughs) Um, and I am um, a math teacher, so I've taught since first, oh, I don't know, 12 years. Um, I've taught everything from pre-algebra to calculus. Um, and um, I re- my favorite thing to teach is geometry. Um, and I love to teach students who think they're bad at math or who do not like coming to school and. a Especially don't like coming to math class. Those are my favorite students to teach. Hmm, that's interesting.
0: So yes, you are my aunt and our math teacher. And <clears throat> yeah, it so that's cool. So, so you're a math teacher and. Have you always liked math?
1: Um, growing up, uh, it was usually my easiest subject for me, um, but it wasn't really my favorite subject. When I was in fifth grade, we did a math competition, though, and I remember being so um, puzzled by all the questions on the math competition, and we'd take a test that had five questions like, once every few weeks, and I was so interested in how to actually solve the problems that I would write down the questions as fast as I could on my scrap paper in, like, the extra time I had, and I would take them home to my dad, and I, he would show me how to do all the problems, because so my dad is really good at math. It's your grandpa. Um, so that's my first memory of really enjoying math. So that was fifth grade. Um, and with his help, I actually ended up winning that competition, so that was pretty cool. But um, until that, it was just like, okay, math's okay, until I was a senior in high school and I took calculus, and it was like something just clicked. And then all of a sudden, every, all the math that I had learned, just all of it made sense. And I thought it was really cool, and um, that's what I wanted to do. Um, I don't know if you're gonna ask me this, but when I went to school, (laughs) so when I went to college, I originally wanted to be a doctor. And so I entered college as a pre-med student. But while I was in college, I was taking more calculus and I'd go to my mom's school. My mom, your grandma was a special ed um, elementary teacher. And I would go to her school to use her chalkboard to write problems all over the board so I could see a whole big problem at one time. And so while I was there, I would end up watching her teaching. And I loved the interactions that she had with the students. And I loved talking to the kids and working through things with them. So I ended up going, you know, I really like math. I really like talking to kids. So... It's, I became a math teacher. That is interesting
0: and really cool. So why do you think math
1: is so hard for some kids? That is a really good question and since I teach high school, by the time the kids get to me, they are completely convinced that they are no good at math and they hate it. And I don't I've never taught elementary school, so I don't really know what goes on in elementary school, but I can make some guesses. And if you think about math, compared to all the other classes you take in school, um, math's the only one where you learn how to do something and then you, ha- you have to do it. You know, like it's a performance um, uh, uh, class, just kind of like if you learn to play piano, and then you had a test where you had to play the piano exactly correctly. It's kind of scary because if you make one mistake, then you kind of messed up the problem or you messed up your song that you're making. Whereas if you take like English or um, social studies, you read something and you kind of memorize pieces of it and you interpret pieces of it, but you're actually not creating, you know, um, a, a new history or a new government or whatever. You're just kind of, Um, analyzing things that you read, whereas for math, you learn how to do something and then you have to do it. Um, So I think that since math is so different than other subjects, that can be challenging for students. But then I think another big factor, and I might make some people angry saying this, is that there's a lot of adults, and especially parents, that don't think they're good at math. And so when kids get frustrated at school because they didn't do well on a test or an assignment, and they come home and they show it to their parents, and their parents' first reaction is, oh, I'm not good at math either, or, oh, I don't know how to do that. Oh, my goodness, what are your teachers teaching you? Then the kids kind of take on the same um, attitude, like, well, if my parents can't do it, then I must not be good at it either, so it kind of just keeps... um, going, you know, it's this perpetual uh, pattern where the parents think it, then the kids think it, and then the kids are going to tell their kids, yeah, I'm not good at math, and then we just have this problem where everybody thinks they are not good at math. Yeah, <laughs> it happens sometimes. How about you, though, Molly? Are you good at math? Yeah. I thought so. Do you use math a lot as an adult? Um. I think a lot of, especially when you get to high school math, a lot of the purpose of taking math class is to be really good at problem solving and critical thinking. So when, um, as an adult, if I'm trying to decide between getting a cell phone at Verizon or Sprint, and I look at their um, plans and kind of analyzing, I have to pay this here and that there and figure out which one makes more sense for my family. That's using math. It's not actually, you know, multiplying or dividing. It's just comparing two um, two plans. Um, of course I use it when I'm cooking. Um, I had a problem a couple of years ago. I tell this to my students cuz they and they make fun of me. But I was trying to make checks mix for Christmas and all the pans i had when i'd stir it in the oven it was falling out of the pans my pans weren't big enough so i was like i've got to figure out which one of my pans is the biggest and so i actually measured the volume of all of the pans in my house and figured out that my deep dish pizza pan would hold the most chex mix and that's what i made my chex mix in then so so i did use math then Um, I remember helping my dad build his deck on the back porch. We made it when I was in high school, a long time ago. But he wanted to make sure that um, the supports made a right triangle. And we actually used something you probably haven't learned yet called Pythagorean theorem um, that I teach in geometry um, to see if it was a right triangle. So I use math in, um, in my everyday life, but it's not necessarily math like you learn in elementary school. It's sometimes just figuring out what, um, when the presidential election was going on, and you look at percentages of who's ahead and what's the chance of this happening. um, Being able to understand the news articles that we're talking about that is definitely using math. Yeah, you could also use math
0: when you're counting money too. Yep. And when you're baking cookies, and so one time when I used math is when I was baking cookies, but we didn't, the recipe doesn't make that much, so we doubled it. So we had to use math then, too.
1: I have when I double my cookies and then your bowl isn't big enough. Has, has that happened to you? So, even the estimation in your brain, when you think about the spatial reasoning, if I double this recipe, will it still fit in this bowl? That's also using your math skills. Yeah, sometimes it doesn't. Oh, and then you've dirtied an extra bowl. <laughs> yeah. Or you could just eat the extra cookie dough. Yeah. Yeah. Invite me over if you do that. <laughs>
0: And when you're building Legos
1: and you want it to be a special size, you need to think about that. too. I like that. Legos are a wonderful example of how to use math, And they have all sorts of different sizes and you can see, like you can figure out the area because they each have um, however many dots is on the Lego is the area that you're using. Great example.
0: Yeah. And do you have any games or resources for
1: kids that involve math? That is a really good question. And unfortunately, I teach high school. So most of the things I have is kind of boring high school. The resources for high school don't have any pretty pictures and um, things. But I know that my kids, my uh, Jack and Lucy, my son and daughter, they use, um, when they were in elementary school, they use Prodigy. You played Prodigy before? Yeah. I really like Prodigy. I think that's a great way to um, practice your math facts. But if you're looking for extra resources, I really think that kids should find ways to have fun doing math, not just workbooks practicing the same multiplication facts over and over again. I think playing, like even doing Sudokus. Have you ever done a Sudoku? Yeah. Yeah, those are really great, like, blame teaser type things. Um, playing um, board games that require some sort of strategy, so not like shoots and ladders where you just spin the spinner and move, but games kind of like, um, I think you guys have Rush Hour. Do you have Rush Hour? out, um, Or that Shadows in the Forest game where you have to hide behind the trees that just kind of may ha- make you kind of some problem solving. I think those are great. And then I also like Minecraft. Have you ever played Minecraft? Yeah. Yeah, the spatial reasoning to build different um, houses and um, and and to explore. I think those are great ways to to get interested in math. Yeah, so my suggestions are playing
0: Monopoly. Okay. The Game of Life. And Then we have (laughs) horror game that like rush Hour. Yeah I bet it might
1: be they, uh-huh. I think it be rush hour.
0: Yeah and then puzzles doing
1: puzzles. Yes yeah, like jigsaw puzzles. Those yeah my favorite.
0: Okay. Thank you so much for talking to me today. I have one last question. Okay. What would you well so if you could go back in time and talk to your nine year old self What advice
1: would you give? What grade am I in when I'm a nine? Third or fourth grade? Third or fourth grade. I think that I would tell myself that I was exactly who I was meant to be and that I didn't need to worry about what other people thought about me and that. At the time I had really great friends and I didn't need to worry about getting to be friends with the popular girls um, and those sorts of things. I I look back on it and I I got in a couple fights with a couple other girls because we just fought over silly things. And I now know that none of it really mattered. So, (coughs) excuse me, I think I would just tell myself to just be happy with who I was. And the friends that I had. Yeah, that is some
0: good advice. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to Small But Mighty. We post a new podcast every Tuesday and Friday. We may be small, but we sure can do mighty things. Subscribe and keep on listening.